0: Good afternoon, this is Rich Nass, Executive Vice President with Open Systems, Open Systems Media and leader of the Embedded Computing Design franchise, where we talk about everything that has to do with Embedded, which is industrial and automotive and medical and everything in between. Uh, this week's Embedded Executive is Dave Hughes, who is the CEO of HCC Embedded. Good afternoon, Dave. How are you? Uh,
1: good morning. I'm great, thank you. Yes. Well, thank you for inviting me.
0: My pleasure. So the thing I wanted to talk to you about, uh, and hopefully this is something you want to talk to me about, is open source software. Um, It seems to be over the last couple of years or so, this is um, more than a trend. This seems to be something that's here to stay. Um, So in your opinion, is that a good thing? And if it is, why? If not, why not?
1: In the briefing, you told me to keep my answers short, and then you asked me an absolutely huge question, for which there's, uh, I could speak for hours on, on this topic. I mean, uh, to me, um, open source software is an inevitable force, whether it's a force for good or bad. It sort of depends what you're doing, what area you're in, um, what you're trying to achieve. If you're a silicon vendor, open source is wonderful um, because you're interested in selling chips and getting your customers to make products as fast as possible. If you're trying to make very high quality products, then it throws an enormous number of issues at you. If you go back historically, a long way back, NASA estimated even 30 years ago or something to write really good code for space quality is $100 a line, and clearly that amount of money isn't being spent on every line of open source code, and determining which one it is spent on and which one it isn't is a huge subject, huge.
0: Okay, so you've, you said who it's good for. Who, who is it not good for? I mean, I, I would think somebody who provides the tools and operating systems and things like that, they'd be very leery of, of this.
1: Well, I mean, if you look at um, our industry, I mean, ATC Embedded, we had about um, 50 competitors, I would say, about um, 12 years ago or so. There's practically none of those companies are left anymore. Um, they've all moved on. They didn't move with the times. Our thing is we've always moved with special things, but... A lot of that is because open source has kind of wiped them out. The free RTOS was obviously very effective in um, the deeply embedded space. Equally, Linux systems are coming down to meet deeply embedded because microcontrollers are getting cheaper with the amount of resource. But who it's good for um, is people who want to make products fast and want a lot of functionality. Um, Who it's bad for is if once you start getting issues, it's very difficult to get... Uh, support on specific combinations if you get a but it depends on what type of open source system you 're talking about there 's so many different types um, but it 's certainly uh, removing a lot of um, specialists from the deeply embedded marketplace, which I think will cause problems for um, a lot of companies uh, where you have special needs you have problems with drivers you have compatibility issues, you're not sure whether the bug is in the application or the operating system or the driver or in the hardware port for the board support package. You've got so many different sources of problems and no single place or expert to go to and so many different areas of expertise you have to investigate. So, so if, if, yeah, sorry.
0: if I'm the developer here, uh, what do I do? So I'm using open source. I, I have a bug. I don't know where that bug is. What do I do? Um, uh, I
1: don't know. I mean, I, th- I think companies have to take on more engineers. <laughs> Wrong who, answer. <laughs> uh, who, who need to understand more stuff. Um, I think that's the only way to solve these problems. If you, if you buy a solution from a company, um, then they're kind of bound to support it, and you hope that they have the experts on board to be able to do this kind of stuff. With open source, you haven't got necessarily open um, obvious points of contact where you can identify particular things and where you can avoid people passing the buck and where you can qualify an answer. To give you um, another kind of example of where this can go horribly or maybe a simple kind of thing is the ubiquitous FAT file system. And this is integrated to many, many open source deliveries. But very few of those open source deliveries will tell you the dangers of using a FAT file system, if any. In other words, that if you switch off power at the wrong moment in time, you might get your corrupt system. Now, how does a guy ever learn about this if they don't happen to look in the right place or have the right education? If you're fresh out of college, why would you just suddenly say, oh, I wonder if there's a problem with the file system? A reputable manufacturer has given me this free software to use on my system. The notes say, just use it. It's a file system. Nobody's pointed out the details of why it's such a, a weak system in a deeply embedded system. So... This is just an illustration of many types of problems where people don't have the right expertise to make a judgment, and the people pushing this stuff are not um, advertising it as having uh, the flaws that it
0: has. That's really interesting. Uh, I want to come back to something that you said earlier, though. You you, you said something about um, a lot of your competitors have gone away because they didn't keep up with the times. What does that mean when you say keep up with the times?
1: Well, I mean, the embedded world is changing at an incredible rate. I mean, one thing that was changing was open source software was being produced all over the place and replacing um, standard operating systems and uh, standard RTOS's. Um A lot of file systems were being given away. To move with the times, you have to um, move with the new technology, have new drivers, understand new systems. And also have unique selling points. I mean, our speciality is things like um, very highly reliable software for networking and fail-safe file systems. And we're constantly moving up the food chain. So, I mean, our we don't do very many um, lower-value sales anymore with smaller companies because they just take um, the open-source stuff. But what we do do is supply something to people who are willing to pay for the support and the expertise to get a, uh, a determinedly reliable system, which is difficult to guarantee from open source software. Yeah. Um, so the reasons they, they, I think they moved out, I mean, there was some very easy um, developments to be done in the early noughties. But I mean, if you look, even in the last three years, FreeRTOS has become part of Amazon, Micron's become part of Scilabs, and ExpressLogic's become part of uh, Microsoft. Um, the market is being decimated at this level. Um, and it's difficult to know where some of these companies were planning to go, they had different ideas. Our idea is, is that we have to move up the food chain And we're working very hard on quality solutions. We're focused much more on automotives, on aerospace, on anybody who really values code, like your NASA project where they understand that a line of code costs $100 to produce. As opposed to your manufacture of quite relatively simple equipment, there's no way they're going to pay those sort of sums of
0: money. So the free software is great for them. Interesting. Very interesting. I imagine we could talk about this for a very long time. But unfortunately, we have to to end here. Um, I did warn you. This is a great discussion. Yes, you did. You did. That was Dave Hughes. He's the CEO of HCC Embedded, and I'm Rich Nass with Open Systems Media. Thanks, Dave. Have a great day.
1: Thank you, Rich.